What's up, everybody? This is General Heat, and you are now tuned into the Inspired Renegade Podcast, where we help you discover your you. This is a podcast um, geared toward all artists, creative people, entrepreneurs, everybody out here trying to do their thing and currently are doing their thing. And this is the second episode entitled, What If? Let's get started. Now, as artists and creatives and entrepreneurs, anyone artistic, uh, lovers of the arts, anytime we create something, we are incredibly sensitive about the art that we create. Even if we act like we don't care, trust me, we do. But th there are um, about four questions that we tend to ask ourselves um, when we create something that could potentially kill the art that we just created. And um, I want us to get into a spot where um, these questions don't hinder us from allowing the world or even the people closest to us to see the art that we've created. And um, this is why I entitled this as What If? Because we often, um, we play devil's advocate as always, um, as artists, a lot. Anytime we create something, we're always um, nitpicking to see who doesn't like what we've made. And um, I, I want us to, to, to take a look at these four questions that we tend to ask ourselves that could potentially kill the art that we created. Question number one is, what if they don't like it? I chose this question first because we often ask this question the most. What if they don't like what I created? What if don't nobody rock with me? What if, you know, if I get up there and I perform this, it'd be crickets? Or what if they boo me? Or what if they, they write something about me that uh, explaining why they don't like what I've, what I've done? Like, what if they don't like it? And here's the crazy part about artists and, and creatives and entrepreneurs, because that question often translates to, what if they don't like me? And, and we often get ourselves in trouble with that because our art is so attached to us that it, it's a part of us. It, it, it becomes us. So by us saying, what if they don't like it? A lot of times we're saying, what if they don't like us? And we take what if they don't like us much more personal, as personal as we treat our art. I mean, that's what makes it art. It comes from us, like the deepest parts of us. And asking that question a lot of times can stop you from letting people see anything you make. That's the toughest part, right? So I remember uh, back when I was, I was 17 years old. And at that point, I had only performed for people in my school or uh, people at church. And that's it. And uh, my brother comes to me and he says, hey, uh, you should perform at this place, at this club where they do open mics. And in my head, I'm like, uh, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> but he convinces me to go. He sets it up and uh, he comes and he picks me up to take me downtown. Um, that entire day, I felt like I was going to vomit 
I did. I promise you. And the craziest part, I was so scared. Oh, here's what I did. He's going to hate me for this. So um, I get dressed, and then I grab my show mix. Uh, I grab the CD, and what I do as he's pulling in the driveway, I put the show mix on the table, and I walk out the door. I was so afraid of what if they didn't like what I did that I'd rather not do it at all. I'd rather not do it at all. I mean, granted, I'm 17, uh, just terrified of, of all the the things that I didn't know about performing, about about music, about how to do it correctly, or what is a correct way of doing it, that I psyched myself out and I left my music on the kitchen table and I went out the house. We driving downtown and in my head I'm like like I know this is not going to go well, but at least I won't have to perform, right? Cuz he about to be pissed. We get down there and uh the guys meet us at the door, saying, "Hey, are you here to perform?" This is how much it's going to be. Let me get your show mix. And here's what I do. I start patting my pockets, right? Pop, 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 pop. <gasps> I think I forgot the CD at the house. So I tell my brother, I think I forgot the CD at the house. And he looks at me like, you can't be serious. But he also looks at me like, Oh, you going to perform tonight. <laughs> so what he does, and he says, stay here. I'll be back. And he drives back to the house to grab the CD. Now, to give you a little bit of geography, at the time, we live in a city called Latonia, right? And we are currently in the heart of the city of Atlanta, right off of Peachtree Street. We are at this place called the Velvet Underground, right next to the Hard Rock Cafe, which is across the street from Hooters. It's approximately a 42-minute ride with no traffic. A little bit less than that, but with traffic. It could be almost an hour, right? So he drives all the way back to Latonia to get the CD. In my head, I'm trying to calculate. I'm like, hmm, like, the show could still be over by the time he comes back and he got the CD. That's what I'm thinking. But then I also know my brother. He uh drives at the speed of sound. So he got back in no time. He comes in, he gives the guy the CD, and he looks at me like, get on stage. That's how he looks at me. And he look and he looks at me like that because he knows me. He knows that I just tried to self-sabotage my entire art form because I was afraid. The question of what if they don't like it that transformed into the question of what if they don't like me caused me to make such a drastic decision that not only affected me, but it affected the people closest to me. And I didn't I couldn't even fathom that at the time. 
But now that I think about it, like I'm extremely thankful and grateful that he forced me to do that because then I got on that stage and I immediately felt home. I performed my heart out. I did the best that I could and I showed out. But the question of what if they don't like it handicapped me so badly that I almost sabotaged everything that I worked for. A lot of us do that, where we're, we're so afraid of what people may think of the things that we do that we neglect to put ourselves out there. What if they don't like me? Now, now something that could be even more detrimental than the question itself is how we respond to the question. We respond to it in a number of different ways. One, it stops us from doing our art altogether, which is terrible, right? And then two, it makes us defensive to where we act out of character and that taints our art. And then three, we put this shell around ourselves, this wall of, uh, of apathy to claim that we do not care about what's going on. We don't care what nobody thinks. We don't care what nobody says when in reality, that's all we're thinking about. Instead of asking, what if they don't like my business idea? Why don't you ask, man, what's going to happen when they do like this idea? What if they do like what I have to say? What if they do like this book that I just wrote? What if they do like this song that I just made? What if they like me? Changing, changing the question changes our response to the question in turns changes how our art is perceived by us. So if we create something and then the question in our heads is what if they don't like it? We look at our art in a dimmer light. As opposed to if we ask ourselves, man, what if they do like this? It illuminates the art that we just made. So just just imagine uh, you going into a museum and, you know, I believe that all artists are, are walking museums. And I, I love I would love for us to start um, believing that. But what if you were to walk into this museum and all the lights were off? You couldn't see anything. You can't see any of the art on the wall. You can't see the displays in the middle of the floor. Like the room is just dark, right? That's how it looks. That's how it sounds. That's how it feels. Every time we ask ourselves, what if they don't like me? It just gets darker and darker and darker. So the art is there. Like the art is on the wall. The art is, is on the floor. The art is, is in the ceiling. It's all there. But we can't see it. There's no light in the room. We do that to ourselves mentally every time we let that beat us up. What if they don't like it? Now, I told you the response is to what if they don't like it. Either we don't do the art at all. Either we taint it by acting out of character. Or we taint it by putting a wall up. This wall of apathy. When we refuse to do our art. When we refuse to create. We, um... We die a little bit like we begin withering away because as as artists and, and creative people and entrepreneurs like we're charged with the ability to make things.
to create things, to innovate. The moment we stop doing that, we wither away. Like it's our it's our life's breath to be able to create. It's what makes us happy. So when you take that away from a creative person, or excuse me, not take it away, when we take it away from ourselves, what does that do to us? This is how we end up at jobs that we don't like. This is how we end up in lives that we hate. This is how we end up doing things that we never, ever wanted to do in life. Because we killed ourselves with what if. What if they don't like it? What if they don't like me? And our response to that question was to not do it at all. So as hard as it was to get past the what if. Imagine how much harder life is going to be to have to walk through it day after day, month, week, year after year. Not creating, not being an artist, not being a creative, not being an entrepreneur, not being a thing that you know that you were created to be. And in no way am I saying uh, just don't care what nobody thinks. That's extreme. So like we live on, especially as creative people, we live on these uh, these spectrums and to seesaw between one side of the spectrum to the other makes us unstable, which is why balance is typically always required in an artist or creative or entrepreneur's life. Even though we operate great in chaos, we need something or someone to bring us into balance so we don't lose ourselves. So I'm not saying just go around saying, hey, I don't care what nobody thinks. No. What I am saying is for us to love and appreciate our art more than we care about what people say about it. I believe that's that's going to be the key, because if the question is, what if they don't like me? You have just minimized and diminished the effect that your art could actually have on those people who think that. I just want us to make our art, our, our, our music, our movies, our, our books, our businesses. I want us to make those things bigger than that question of what if they don't like it? What if they don't like me? And change it to what if they do like it? What, just imagine what that's going to do for my life and for my art and for whatever it is that I'm creating. For creative people, that is gold. And this is why the opposite happens when we think the opposite way. And this is the reason why the question, what if, what if they don't like it, what if they don't like me, cannot be bigger than the appreciation and the love that you have for the thing that you have created. Stand by what you created way more than you stand by what they say about it. You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Uh, feet planted, head looking up. Starts climbing, double timing. Feet planted, head looking up. 
Give me a sign, it's all your design I know it's not mine, the way I've been acting Is way out of line, it's still my position It's safely protected, tongue is so deadly My words are my weapons, stressing, guessing Maybe I'm favorite beyond recognition Soon as I open my mouth, people listen Shining my light, making everyone glisten They took the bait and I show was not fishing Dreams coming true when I show wasn't wishing Yeah, I be killing it, chilling for real I'm the illest, you dealing with everyone Feeling it, building a dynasty, finally here Look at the stands and the people, they cheer Head to the sky and I walk with no fear Life is a crystal that's finally clear Plus I'm a vessel that's finally strong Get where I fit it and where I belong Been waiting too long, I thought I was wrong Pissed I was about to go off like a bomb Nobody wasn't so steady, I climb Taking my time, moves are refined Staying in line, no longer what I think I'm moving But going nowhere like a mom Counting me out as I come from behind Must have forgot, are you out of your mind? But I'll be killing it, chilling for real I'm the illest, you dealing with everyone feeling it No getting rid of me till it's the end of me Don't be a friend of me, hating and killing me Cupid, my temper will make me a wildebeest uh, My phone keep on calling the shots Words of my bullets, they touching the block This is the reason the block could be hot Soon as I call it, my verses go pop Leave your heart holy, you'll feel like a crock Spiritual, physical, all in a night If you ain't getting it with me, it's the realest of women Who did it to give you a remit and then I'll be gone Finish the beat, it's the end of the song Calling me out, let me check on my phone Queen in the building will not be dethroned Thinking you know me, you got it all wrong Try if you want when it's on in the song Got nothing on me, so don't try to jump Don't need a clue, so don't throw me a bone Higher and higher, I climb and I'm home Now I got it, I got it, I'm about it, I'm about it Shetty, it's on masterpiece Making this song for a masterpiece Spit it, I got it on master C Only one here with the master key Now who they calling the master? Getting the witness, the realest of women Who did it to give you a remnant, uh y'all to the inspired renegade i am general heat this is the podcast where we help you discover your you now before the break we were talking about some uh, some questions that we tend to ask ourselves as artists creatives as entrepreneurs that could possibly uh taint the art that we create and the first question was um what if they don't like it uh that translates into what if they don't like me now there are uh, a few more other questions uh but they all tie back into how we respond to them so the next question is what if I'm not good enough? 
And I, I believe that's a question that we all ask ourselves a lot um, while we're in the process of creating, uh, while we're um, we're while we're currently letting people hear, listen, uh, or look at the things that we are creating uh, when we're exposing our art to the world, we're constantly asking ourselves, what if I'm not good enough? And sometimes that can hinder us from letting people see like the fullness of what we have. So have you ever heard somebody uh, when they let you hear a song that they made or let you see uh, a piece of art that they created the first thing they, they typically say is, uh, you know, it's just just it's just a little something I, I put together. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not finished yet, but, you know, I just want to see what you what you think. Knowing full well that in our minds, like this is our finished product, but but we're so afraid uh, of not being good enough that we don't always put our best foot forward honestly and genuinely to people to the world to see our art so this this question of um like what if i'm not good enough to do this what if i'm not good enough to do this professionally what if i'm not good enough to to get paid for doing this and then that's how we continue to knock ourselves down by us asking this question we open ourselves up to so many more things that don't really belong to us so if i ask Man, what if I'm not good enough? That opens the door for someone to tell me that I'm not good enough. And here's the biggest kicker of it. If we believe that we are not good enough, how can we expect someone else to believe in what we do? This, this, this is major because the first person that has to believe in the art that you create, it has to be you. And it's easy to find yourself in, in the mindset of thinking that you're not good enough because what, what we tend to do is we tend to look around at all the other people that do the same thing that we're trying to do and then they do it so much better than us in our minds. We tend to knock ourselves down to say, ah, I'm not as good as this person who I've put to be the benchmark of the profession. So that means I'm not good enough to get in. We automatically disqualify ourselves by asking, like, am I not like what if I'm not good enough? That one that one's pretty short, because the next question that we tend to ask ourselves is what if they don't understand? Now, every single artist, creative entrepreneur, we go through this process in which we're trying to figure out if what we're making, if what we're creating makes sense to the outside world. Right. And there's this thing where we like where we're like, uh, what if they don't get it? Like if they don't get it, then they're not going to like it. And this is the and this is the spiral that we put ourselves through. And we ask, like, what if they don't understand the thing that I'm creating? When we ask that, we tend to forget that art isn't always something that's supposed to be understood. Art is something that's supposed to be appreciated something to be awed upon. This is what art is supposed to be. Understanding it isn't a, a prerequisite for making an art piece. There's plenty of times we, we've seen someone's art and we just don't get it, but we enjoy it. There's been plenty of movies that we've watched where we didn't understand every single plot of the movie, but we enjoyed it. Perfect example. 
I'm a huge uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, right? I love all the movies that Marvel puts out. But I'm not I'm not a, a comic book geek at all. Like I have not read one comic book having to do with any of the people in Marvel. So there's a lot of things and there's a lot of nuances in the movies that I don't get. But I enjoy the movie. I'm a fan of the movie series. I'm a fan of what they do, even though I don't completely understand everything that they put inside of the film. I can still appreciate it. I can still enjoy it. I can be I can still uh, be awed by what I see. And I think a, a lot of times we, we tend to forget that as artists because we want and we feel like we need everyone to understand everything that's coming out of our mouths, everything that we're writing down, everything that we put on a canvas. We feel like we need to be understood by every single client, every single customer. And that's not the that's not fact at all. They don't have to completely understand it to enjoy it. To be moved by it to be inspired by it, to be motivated by it, even to be encouraged by it. They don't have to understand every single bit of it. So I, I think a lot of times we mess, we mess ourselves up by saying, what if they don't get it? What if they don't understand? A lot of stuff is going to go over people's heads because as, as artists and, and creatives and, and entrepreneurs, just imagine the amount of time that we spend with our art and every single detail of it. And then we expect people to understand every single part of it at first glance, at first listen. Like there are, there are lyrics to Nas songs that I still haven't gotten 20 years after the album came out. I think... How old is Stillmatic? I don't know. How old is Illmatic? <sighs> wow. I think, is Illmatic 30? Hold up. No, not, not 30. One, two, no, 30 is 90. Illmatic came out in 94. Okay, so Illmatic is about 26 years old. And there are still lyrics inside of that album that we don't understand yet. But we still hail it as one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. This is the beauty of art. The beauty of our art is that it gets to be timeless. But us requiring people to understand everything right now, it takes away from that timelessness. Everyone's not going to understand everything that you do. Everybody's not going to get it. And there will be people that because they don't get it, they won't like it. But the fact of the matter is you don't focus on that. You don't focus on them. You have to focus on your art. And um, this last one, uh, I think, kind of like culminates everything else. Um, the last question we ask ourselves is, what if I fail? What if I don't, you know, do as good as I set out to? What if the things that I planned, I don't get to, to where I'm trying to go? What if, I, what if I fail? What if I don't do well? And whether you're an artist or a creative or entrepreneur, like whether you do anything in life, this is a question that we tend to, tend to ask ourselves, like, what if I fail? And 
we get ourselves in this place where the fear of failing discourages us from even making a move. And what the fear of failing does, it, it highlights everything that's wrong with us in our minds. So the, this is what the fear, of, uh, the fear of failure does. Uh, I can't do it. Uh, it's Tuesday. I work better on Mondays. Uh, I can't do it. Uh, I got this lisp when I talk. Like people not, they ain't gonna like it. Mm, I can't do it. Um, I need to go. I need to lose some more weight first before I go out there and do and do all this. Uh, no, I can't do it. Uh, we will think of any and every excuse on why we can't do it because the fear of failing. Here's what's crazy, and this is. This is uh, it makes sense and it's so stupid to me at the same time. The biggest thing we fear is embarrassment in front of other people. And I, I never I never understand like where that comes from that we fear other people's opinions of us so much uh that being embarrassed in front of them is 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 it's a fate worse worse than death sometimes. And because we fear embarrassment so much, we will not do things or we will have to do things just so we don't feel embarrassed. And with all of these questions that we ask ourselves that, that could possibly uh, uh, dampen or, or stifle our creativity, the good news is like there are answers to these questions. Like there are there are real life answers to these questions. Like, what if they don't like me? Then that's okay. Somebody else will. Like seven billion people in the world. Like everybody's not gonna like you or what or what you do. But there are a, a specific people that are geared and dedicated to what you represent, to what you produce. All you have to do is find those people, and like there are millions. Of those people, it doesn't have to be billions, there are millions of those people who will like what you do, who will like you and, and everything that you represent in your art and everything that you create. And then we ask, what, what if I'm not good enough? Like, good enough is such a relative term, especially when it comes to art and, and creativity, that even if you don't feel like you're good enough, this is good news because this gives you the opportunity to learn, to grow, to be good enough in, in your eyes. And then, and then what if they don't understand? What if they don't get me? It's okay. Everybody's not going to get you. But the ones who will are the ones you pay attention to. And then, and then, and then what if I, what if I fail? Try again. I feel like we've become such a, a frail and hesitant people mentally that these questions end up taking us out when they should be making us stronger. What if they don't like me? I like me. What if they don't get it? I get it. And I know I'm going to connect to other people who will get it. What if I fail? I'm going to get up and I'm going to try again. Like we have to become so much stronger mentally than we are currently in order to get this precious art out of us. Because it's going to take some boldness. It's going to take some tenacity. It's going to take some vigilance. And it's going to take some perseverance to get the purity of your art out there 
And that's going to require us to be mentally strong, way stronger than we are now. So even if we are asking ourselves these questions, we have the answers to them to back us up. Y'all don't go nowhere. We're going to be coming back with Dear Ace. Dear Ace. Now, I've always been taught that in life there are two things that are always constant. That's change and change. So I got to thinking, how could I be a better proponent for change? How could I better navigate it? So I wanted to be the change that I wanted to see and teach the change I wanted to keep. Now, as artists and creatives and entrepreneurs, we're always learning things on our own, right? And then we get so far into it and we think back like, man, if someone could have taught me this, I'd have been so much farther, so much further, faster. And then we see someone struggling with the same thing and we think to ourselves, well, they got to learn the way we did. But I think that's wrong. We have to be that change that we wanted to see when we were in that position. And check this. I remember every single art teacher that I've had in school. And I remember having a feeling that they were so disinterested in teaching us about art than they were at doing their own art. That's the teaching what we want to keep part. So if we teach people the things that we wanted to be taught to us, they can do the same for the people under them, and then for the people under them, and then for the people under them. Because we have so much art that repeats itself without the knowledge of what the art truly was. So we definitely have to be the change that we want to see and then teach that change that we want to keep. You're dope and amazing. Stay that way. Now, for those who don't know, um, I do this thing called Dear Ace, where it's pretty much like a love letter to all of my artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs, uh, just giving them a word of encouragement to uh, to keep doing their thing, let them know that they're not alone, and uh, just to keep going. So um, with this one, uh, being the change that you want to see is, is so important to me because... Um, of course, like we learn a lot of things as, as artists, creatives and entrepreneurs, like we learn a lot of things on, on our own. And um, a lot of us, we kind of forget as time goes along how tough that was to learn on our own because we begin to not even want to teach anyone else who wants to learn when um, we have this this knowledge to uh, to help someone uh, get a learning curve on something that we already have faster than we got it. So I'm all about being that person that I needed when I was first starting out. And then I'm also all about teaching the things that I learned to people who need to learn them now. I think that's how we keep this thing going because I think we're just in the beginning of, of this generation of, of entrepreneurs and like authentic artists and creatives because this is about to be like 
the biggest draw on the planet, the thing that people want to become when they grow up. So like when I was little, we all wanted to either be, you know, like football player, basketball player, lawyer, doctor. Like these were the things that we grew up idolizing as professions that we want to be when we get older. Even musicians and rappers and singers, like we all wanted to be these things. Actors, like we all wanted to be these things. Now... People want to grow up to be business owners. Kids want to grow up to be entrepreneurs. They want to grow up to be influencers. Like these are the things that they want to grow up to be. And we have the knowledge of what it takes and what it took to accomplish these goals. And I don't think it's right to begin to not teach these things, especially when we have it. So that's what it means to me to uh, to be the change you want to see and then to teach the change that you want to keep, that change that you want to keep going on and on and on. I am so happy that you guys enjoyed me for episode number two entitled What If of the Inspired Renegade Podcast. You are dope. You are amazing. And uh, I will see you next week. All right. Salute!